Hey everybody, welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. We are here today to talk about the movie Power Rangers. And if you grew up in the 90s like I did, I am super excited to talk about this movie because the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a worldwide phenomenon and it dominated my childhood for sure. So I'm excited to talk about this movie and what I thought of it because I have a, a lot of thoughts about this movie, especially since, like I said, it was uh, pretty influential in my childhood and was everywhere. So uh, when this was first announced, I was really excited to see um, a more serious take on the Power Rangers be brought to the big screen. It had been rumored for a long time that they were trying to do something um, in you know line with uh, the direction that this movie seemed to be taking. And for the most part, I can say that I was very happy with this movie. The one thing, and this might sound weird, that really bothered me was this movie almost gets worse when it's actually a Power Rangers movie. And what I mean by that is when they get into their suits and when they get the Zords, uh, the movie almost turns into a parody and i know maybe that sounds funny considering how cheesy and over the top the show was but uh the one problem that i had with this movie mostly was it is struggling between two different identities there's a very serious vibe to this movie with the five uh, teenagers that are going to be selected to be the power rangers there's some very serious um relatable issues that these kids go through there are some great scenes where they interact and bond together and you find out about their life. But, you know, there's some real discrepancies in the tone of the feature, which I think hinders the movie. And one of those starts right off the bat. Uh, what we get is Jason breaking into um, the school locker room and he's going to take the uh, opposing football team's mascot. And there's a crude joke about how oh i don't know why from his friend where he says oh i don't know why uh you know she'd be upset because i milked her and i mean let's face it if you're over the age of i don't know six months old out of the womb um you would understand that the animal in question was not a female and it was a male. So when a movie has humor like that, that plays to the lowest common denominator, uh, it's not really entertaining. It's not really funny. And that opening scene really was a showcase of that, which kind of started the movie off on a rocky note for me. But you then get some really good scenes and you get the scene in detention when they first start to meet up and Jason sticks up for Billy from the bully who looks like Ed Sheeran if he didn't have his music career and you get a feel of who these characters are you you know introduce your, you get introduced to Kimberly and it's a really good setup there is a huge breakfast club vibe to this movie which i absolutely dig because the breakfast club is my number one movie of all time um any genre any year the breakfast club if anybody asks me will always be my number one movie of all time i absolutely love that movie so the fact that this shared some elements with the breakfast club really um made me endear to this movie more 
and you get some really good scenes when they discover the power coins and they start to realize that not everything is okay. They get into that major car accident in the movie and they wake up and they're perfectly fine. They basically uh, should be dead based on the accident, but they're strong. They're fast. Um, they don't have any bruises or damages to them. And they're all really kind of wondering like what's happening to us, what's going on. So they start to talk and they get together. Uh, you get the funny scene where Kimberly comes up to Billy and is like, we need to talk. Let's go. And everybody's like, uh, how do you, how do you know Kimberly? Oh my goodness. Um, that's funny. You get the bully that was picking on Billy in detention, um, telling him that he's going to break his wrist. And when he headbutts him, he knocks himself unconscious again. Like that's actually pretty funny. Um, because he gets his comeuppance and Billy just kind of stands there and he makes that really funny joke where he's at the lunch table before Kimberly comes to see him and says, I'm not a violent person, but if you must come at me, bro. Um, it's really funny. It's really charming actually. And then you meet Zach as well, who is a real loner. Uh, really kind of different from the cartoon version of Zack, if you're just basing this off of maybe like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or, um, you know, kind of drawing some comparisons. But again, getting into where they actually find Alpha and they find Zordon, that's where some of the movie kind of loses itself because first and foremost – the costumes. I don't know any fan of Power Rangers and even fans of the movie who like these these costumes. They had several, several concept designs that all looked better than what we got on screen. And that's one of the reasons why some of this movie doesn't work for me is when they do have on their suits, which isn't a lot. But being a Power Rangers movie, you need to look good when you're being a Power Ranger. And these costumes just do not do it. I'm not really sure why the direction was what it was with these costumes. It definitely does not work on screen for me. And one of the other things that, that doesn't work, and you see this in a lot of movies now, you see it in the Marvel movies, you saw it in, if any listeners have watched the RoboCop remake, you see when somebody has a helmet or a visor, the helmet visor is always in the upwards position because it needs to show these actors' faces. And look, I get it, you're paying for these actors you know, they probably want to be recognized, but, you know, one of the things that a movie that I also really love, um, which is Dread, you know, Carl Urban never took off that mask. And for me, it really helped that movie. And it's a hindrance sometimes when you see these half on helmets and the visors up and you have to see these actors faces because, if I'm watching a Power Rangers movie, I want the full thing. If you're going to be in costume, I need you to be in costume. Now, maybe that's just me, but that's how I feel about that. So you have the costumes, number one. The Zords, not that bad. They During the promotional footage, 
and the posters and everything that were coming out for Power Rangers, the Zords didn't look that great. The Megazord really looked awful, especially the toys that were coming out. On screen, the Zords do look a little bit better in motion, but still, um, there was a lot to me left to be desired in terms of what it looked like when they were actually the Power Rangers. Now, hearing the theme song when they get into the Zords at the end and they're running to fight Goldar, that was awesome. I absolutely like marked out, so to speak, hearing that theme song. Uh, I got goosebumps, got like, you know, kind of giggly, everything like that, because it was just, again, a reminder of my childhood. I spent so many days playing with these action figures, having all of them, the Tiger Zord, the Dragon Zord, um, you know, having some of the weapons. I have a collection as an adult of Power Rangers memorabilia. I'm actually, while I'm recording this episode, literally sitting next to a display of the Dragon Zord, a Red Ranger helmet, White Ranger helmet, Green Ranger helmet. So Power Rangers means a lot to me um, in my childhood. So seeing them as the Power Rangers and having that being sort of a letdown was pretty disappointing with this movie, as I stated. But again, Let's talk about mostly what works in this movie because there is a lot more that is good than bad. Um, Brian Cranston, even though it's just a voice and kind of a digital face, I thought he was good as Zordon. I liked the design of Zordon where he flowed through the wall of the spaceship and which was the command center. Uh, I did like his idea originally of him wanting to you know, come out of the command center and that he was going to, you know, bring himself back through the morphing grid when the Rangers were able to morph. I did like that. I thought that was a nice aspect of the movie. Even Alpha 5's design, again, similar to the Zords and the promotional pictures, he didn't look all that appealing, but seeing him on screen, uh, it definitely translated better than what still pictures and uh, toy uh, opportunities they were, you know, bringing out in stores and everything like that. So they looked really good. Um, again, you have a really great scene where, you know, this movie does with these actors playing high school kids. There's some real, real good stuff here with the emotion. And one of those scenes is where, and I liked how it was casual and nobody made a big deal out of it. It's just accepted, which it should be is uh trini is talking about how she's you know been at different schools and you know her family's so normal and zach says to her um boyfriend tro uh boyfriend trouble and she says yeah boyfriend trouble and he just again casually he says girlfriend trouble because he realizes that what she's talking about with her family being normal in quotation marks, uh, you can't see that through the podcast, but she's talking about that. There's a lot of times when that is not supposed to be accepted. Families don't understand that people don't understand a, a person's choices and how they feel. And the group doesn't, ask her any more questions or anything. It's just naturally accepted that this is how this girl is, which was really refreshing because that's exactly how it should be. So I thought the movie played that incredibly well. 
And Zach also shares during that time frame that it's him and his mom, and he screams out, and my mom's the best. But then he really opens up, and he lets the group know that his mom's sick, and it's hard for him to stay home because when he stays home with his mom, he's reminded of the fact that she's probably not going to be around much longer, and she's all he has. Now, you don't know why. Uh, it's just him and his mom. That's not explained, but you don't need it to be explained because you understand where this kid's coming from. You understand why this is upsetting to him. And he says, you know, I think it's good for me to be around you guys. And again, it's a very short, it's very uh, succinct scene, but it's very powerful and very impactful because I am sure there are a lot of listeners that can relate to Zach right there with who knows why maybe it's just your mom um, or maybe it was, you know, maybe it's just your dad, uh, but whoever that one person is that's supposed to be a parental figure to you, you only have one of them. And that person has pretty much what you've known your entire life. And it's hard to lose that or think about losing that. And especially if you have to be around that as a constant reminder that eventually um, they won't be there. So there's just so many relatable points on a personal level that I'm sure a lot of people that watch this movie and listeners of this show can relate to. And that's where this movie shines is the actors that they got for this movie really present themselves incredibly well on screen. They have really good chemistry, I believe. They have a really believable presence that these lives that they have are real and relatable. Jason has problems with his dad because he blew his scholarship because of, you know, he could blow his scholarship because of his prank. And his dad doesn't understand why he would screw this up, which again, I'm sure is completely relatable um, to a lot of people in this life that your parents don't understand why if you have this opportunity, maybe this isn't what you want to do, but you feel like you have to do that because you don't want to disappoint your parents or you don't know how to tell them that this is actually what you want to do because you've been forced down a certain path by them because they think that's what's right for you or that's what's best for you. Um, and that's great about this movie is at its core, it's a great character piece. Again, it's when it becomes a Power Rangers movie that it lacks. Now, let's talk about Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa because she's over the top, but she actually works in that design. She is super enjoyable. Um, under I like how they went with the direction that she was the Green Power Ranger, that at one time her and Zordon were friends, allies, part of the same team. And she wanted more power, and it led to the demise of the team. I did like that dynamic. I liked that her outfit was basically like a broken down version of the Green Ranger suit. I thought that was all very well done. Goldar, uh, I could have done with a completely different design for him. Uh, being made out of solid gold, 
I get it. It was more grounded somewhat in reality, this movie. The putties were made from the earth. But uh, again, I think because of the fact that they tried to go both ways with it. You know, the Goldar was made from gold. The putties were made from the earth. But then you have these, you know, Zords and you have these costumes. Um, I think if they would have went full-blown Power Rangers mode, it would have been easier to say, okay, transitioning from serious tone to when they're Power Rangers, they're in the suits and everything was in that vein. I think that might have made it a little bit easier to accept uh, some of those scenes when they were Power Rangers, which again, it's not a lot. It's very much one quick scene where Billy is the first one to actually transform into his suit. And then the end of the movie, when they finally realize that they need to be a team. And that's one more thing that is actually really good about this movie, even though it's you know, the movie's not incredibly long, but the short amount of time that these characters have on screen, and I mentioned this, you really believe that they, in this short amount of time, have come together and they start to really form a bond. So when one of their own, Billy, appears to be killed by Rita, that's really the catalyst to get them to morph because the morphing grid in this universe, in order to morph into Power Rangers, you need to be a team. You need to be um, a unit, you know, one for all, all for one, so to speak. And, you know, Billy gets killed by Rita. The team brings him back to the command center and they all just, you know, they sit there and say that they you know, would give their lives for Billy and they can't believe that this happened because he was such a good kid. Uh, Jason takes it particularly hard because of the fact that, you know, they were kind of the first two to, to link up, so to speak, before the group came together. And it actually causes the morphing grid to open up because now the team is together in their, their unity of their sorrow for Billy and it's where Zordon makes his choice to actually not come through the morphing grid. And he gives his last chance to come back to Billy so that he can bring Billy back to life and they can be a team. And, you know, that's where they actually morph and they have a cool little slow motion shot of the team coming out. But again, the, the Ranger suits are really not that impressive. It's very distracting to me. They have a quick battle with the putties. They get their zords because Goldar is going to Angel Grove and he's going to rip the Zeo crystal out of the ground. And you have your fight scene. And again, they kind of sit there and they have a little bit of where they're already a team, but Goldar is going to push them individually into this fire pit. And again, it's kind of for the movie's sake and the viewer's sake they get pushed into this hole in the earth and you think that they're supposed to be uh, basically burned alive because they're being pushed into the earth's core, so to speak. But the Megazord comes together and they come out and have this final battle uh, with Goldar. And again, the Megazord looks better than the promotional material showed for it. So it was kind of cool to see that. But um, again, it kind of doesn't necessarily work because of the direction that the movie takes a little bit earlier. So 
some of the Power Ranger stuff I certainly didn't enjoy with the costumes. It was cool to see, again, like I said, uh, hear the theme song, um, see them do a little bit of hand-to-hand fighting with the putties. It doesn't last very long. The Megazord looks pretty cool. There's a nice little cameo from uh, Jason David Frank and Kimberly, um, Tommy and Kim, because of the original show, they are in Angel Grove together. So I don't think there's any relation that they were supposed to be a part of, you know, Power Rangers thing. It's just a cameo for the audience. Uh, So that was really cool to see them and just kind of have them be a part of this movie. So yeah, that's, that's Power Rangers. And I do enjoy this movie quite a bit. Uh, I've watched it several times, actually, and I always do have the same exact thought that it tries too hard to be two different movies. And because of the fact that the outfits aren't really appealing, I think that hinders the fact when you get that change in tone. If they would have been campy in the outfits as well, and even maybe just did replicas of what the TV show outfits were, it might have worked better in regards to when they're Power Rangers. Now, I will say that based on recent uh, news articles, it does seem like they're rebooting Power Rangers and they are still going to do a live action movie. Now, I'm I'm pretty disappointed by that because it sounds like it's completely getting recast and I really did like this cast. So if they're just trying to get away from this movie, I think you could do you know, a sequel to this, but really kind of make it like a reboot sequel kind of thing, but keep these actors because this cast was really, really good together. And I think with a better costume design, the tease at the end of this movie of Tommy Oliver being called in detention, which there were rumors again that Tommy uh, was going to be actually, uh, was going to be a female Green Ranger, which I know some people were a little bit upset about. Uh, Quite frankly, if the script is good and the designs are good, I don't care if it's a male Green Ranger or a female Green Ranger. As long as the story is good, do what you want to do to what you think will make a better movie. I'm all for it. Um, I hope maybe this cast gets another shot at doing a sequel to this movie because, like I said, I like their chemistry. I thought they had good on-screen Uh, presence and I would really like to see what they could do with a a sequel maybe some tightening up on the the writing and some of that comedy that I talked about in the beginning thrown out the window and a better costume design I, I think really there is potential here for actually a really really good sequel and not just for fans of Power Rangers but just people who like movies in general I think there's a lot of potential here to have an audience that doesn't need to be familiar with the show to enjoy this movie. So um, I would give this movie um, on my rating scale, I would give this three and a half out of five stars. I do really enjoy it. It's a shame that the aspects where they are, the Power Rangers are the weakest part of this movie, but I could still pop this movie in, watch it from start to finish and find a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, Leave your comments in the review portion um, on the website, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I have started uploading episodes to YouTube. So let me know what you think of this movie. 
And all of the show notes are going to be in the comments so you can interact with the show. Uh, always look forward to hearing um, from the listeners about what you think of these reviews or what you would like to see reviewed next. So thanks for tuning in. This has been Matt Goes to the Movies, and we'll see you next time with another review.